Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, last week, if you joined us, you know that we talked about the cold, hard numbers because the IRS has said, hey, we've made some changes to the contribution limits of what you can do in your 401k, in your simple, in the different areas, in your IRA, your Roth. So we took some time to go over that. Unfortunately, I took too much time and we ran out before I could finish everything I wanted to talk about. Hashtag shocker. So today I wanted to make sure that we spent more time talking about these cold, hard numbers. But I will remind you of this. I know we've spent a lot of time this year talking about the softer side of money, which is your memories and your mindsets and the myths you believe. But it's important that it's not just the soft side of money that we focus on. And it's not just the cold, hard numbers that we focus on. Wealth is when we can bring all of that together and we can see both sides of the coin. And that's why it's so important every week when I'm touching on different subjects, I'm literally looking at saying, which side of the coin is best to talk about today? And with the recent announcements of changes that have come, Social Security, hopefully we'll get to that today, the QLAC and the different areas that we're talking about, with the new changes on what you're allowed to contribute, I felt it's time to talk about some cold, hard numbers. So that's what we're going to continue today. Today is part two on this. And so I want to jump right back in. One of the things that we had talked about, and again, you can always watch last week's program, get caught up on everything, but I want to talk about the QLAC because the QLAC is, an, is a form of an annuity that allows you to say, hmm, I have to pay my RMD. So therefore, you've got to be of RMD age. And you say, okay, I've got to make this distribution. But when this distribution comes out to me, what's going to happen is I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. Now, there are other ways you could do it. You could do a qualified charitable distribution and have it sent right to a charity, which is really nice of you. But it means you really don't get to spend any of that money. So you got to decide if you need it. Many times people will say, I want to do something for my charity, for my churches that I like, but I'm going to, um, I don't want to give them that RMD distribution, but I really don't want to take the RMD. I'm hoping I can wait till later on. By doing the QLAC, it's a qualified longevity annuity that allows you to say, okay, I'm going to take this RMD, not get taxed on it now. Let me just say that again. Not get taxed on it now. Put it into the QLAC. Now, you can postpone that tax, right, until you're age 85. And at that time, according to laws right now in 2023, at that time, you're going to be forced to start taking it. But by then, what you've done is you've taken these distributions that you had to do and you've kicked them down the road to say, okay, I'm not ready to do that yet. All right, so that's the premise of it. Before we ended last week's program, we were going over the positive and negatives and we got a little rushed at the end. So I want to make sure we take time to understand this. Now, I do know that those of you who are not age 72, you're not age 73, this is probably like... Crystal, this really doesn't apply to me. But chances are, if you think really hard, there may be someone you love who is going through required minimum distributions that you can say, hey, 
Did you ever hear about that QLAC? I was listening to Crystal Clear Finances and they know all about it. And you may be able to help someone. So I think the knowledge, having that knowledge is good. If you are in your 60s, are there chances that by the time you get to 72, this information will be changed? Yes. <laughs> but let's deal with what we have now. So let's talk about what the differences are as far as the limits. When it comes to the QLAC, it was increased to $200,000. Now, there are some kind of smaller limits on that where they won't allow you to take more than a certain percentage of your 401k to roll into it. We'll talk about that in a moment. But it's good to understand, okay, I can't put everything into it. And we talked about that last week. Not going to get into it except for to say, remember when you're thinking about an annuity, annuities have great features, I believe. I have a lot of clients that use annuities. They also are appropriate and inappropriate. So I always surround annuities with a lot of liquidity so that they know, hey, I'm going to have this steady stream coming, but if life needs me to pivot, I have other cash around me that I can pivot with. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this, the disadvantages. One, and we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, is the loss of control. Remember, that's making sure that you are proportionately positioned. You have the right amount of money that's in the annuity and the right amount of cash that's someplace else that you can touch. So that's probably one of the big drawbacks about the QLAC is now you don't have to pay the RMD because you didn't physically take it. You put it into an annuity, but now you want to touch that QLAC and you can't. Now, next one is the loss of growth on the money that you could have used if you hadn't put it in a QLAC. And I want to slow down here and really talk about this. If the QLAC is saying to you, hey, you put the money here and we'll give you a lifetime income stream and we'll postpone your taxes, and you're like, sign me up, and you're thrilled with it, you have to understand there has to be something in it for them, right? So they're going to be able to have use of your money, which is why you can't control it, one of the reasons, and they're going to have that money over there. They might be able to make 10% on it. 7%, 12%, who knows what the market would do? Maybe only 2% they make. But the point of the matter is, you're not going to get what they made on it. You could have taken that money from the RMD, you could have paid the taxes on it, and then you could have turned it around and put it in a CD. What if the CDs in the future are paying what they are now? What if you can get a CD for 5%? But if you'd put it in the QLAC, okay, well, you didn't get 5%. And that's where you have to run the numbers to say, well, I didn't get 5%, but I didn't have to pay taxes either. And so you can look at that and having to pay the taxes, having that increase of money come in from a required minimum distribution, is it large enough that would it impact your social security, whether it's taxable or not? Would it in impact how much you're going to pay in Medicare? So there's a lot of different equations that go into it. Just being aware that, hmm, the money that's going over there is not necessarily going to be make the same amount of money that you can. You know, I had a case just the other day where someone had called me and they had said, I need to know whether to take a lump sum from my pension or if I just leave the pension and take an income stream, kind of like this with the QLAC that we're talking about. We've got to understand there's two different things going on here. When we're using the QLAC, 
We're using it to avoid taxes for now, right? We'll pay taxes in the future. But we're also liking that lifetime income stream. So if I want a lifetime income stream, but I still want to have, you know, 5, 7, 12% return, uh, that's kind of like having our cake and eating it too. And so you've got to figure out which piece of the cake you want. If you say, Crystal, I love the idea of guaranteed lifetime income stream. All right, well, then maybe, and of course, guaranteed is based upon the strength of the annuity contract issuer that's giving it for my compliance purposes. So we need to understand, well, if you really like that guaranteed income stream, well, then put other money around you again that can have the opportunity to grow more than what it's going to do in that income stream. Hopefully that's making sense because it really is a different, I'm just thinking about that couple that I met with, which one should I take? We had to back the question down and say, okay, wait a minute. Let's look at everything that's going on, everything. They're an existing client, so it wasn't just this random call. And we were able to look at it and say, what are you really trying to accomplish? And what we need to look at with a QLAC is, are we trying to accomplish that we're not going to worry about the taxes? We don't want to worry about them. Or are we trying to create an income stream? Or are we really just learn trying to figure out where's the best place we can earn money with our money? Those three questions will help you in determining if a QLAC's right for you. All right, so let's go on the other one. Next point. So you may not live long enough for your eventual payouts to cover your upfront costs. Ooh, so let's talk about this. See, remember, when you're doing a QLAC, you are working with an insurance company. This isn't an investment company. It's an insurance company. Remember, an insurance are the ones that do the annuities and the life insurance. They're not over here saying, I'm going to invest in the market with your money. So you want to look carefully to see what type of annuity you're in, the whole component. But if you're doing this, I want you to think this. You're doing this and you're saying... I love that at age 85, then I'm going to turn on an income stream. I don't have to worry about running out of money. And I ask you, so what time, you know, when did your parents pass away? Oh, in their early 70s. Okay, so maybe Houston, we have a problem. Because if longevity is not in your family, and then you say, you know what, I'm going to put it there so that when I get to 85, it will last me till I'm 110. What if your health doesn't even let you? Forget about mom and dad nicely. What's your health like? That should be a question that you also ask yourself and say, do I think that I'm going to be here from age 85 to 95? Now, you can start the QLAX earlier. Yes, you can. By age 85, the government's like, I'm tired of waiting. Enough is enough. And then you have to turn that income stream on. But my point in this is, Understanding if you've put it in there because you want it to pay you for years and years, way past what you've ever put in there, and then you die in two years, uh, it probably didn't work out the best. Now, there are some options where you can say, hey, I want a guaranteed return of premiums. But understand, when you do this, that impacts the amount they're going to give you as an income stream. Because now they're like, okay, I'm going to set this up. And then you might take it back, but I needed it for some investment I was going to do that I was going to make certain percent of money that I'm not going to share with you. And so now they're looking at the whole equation and saying, okay, I'll let you have the opportunity to take your money back. 
But if you do that, then this is what I'm going to give you as your payout. So now you'll either pick all your money back or the smaller payout. So again, something to really look to. And the last point that I want to talk on this when we're talking about the disadvantages of a QLAC. Now, please understand, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do. Remember, appropriate or inappropriate, but we've got to know both sides of the coin, right? All right, is that you are deferring the taxes, not avoiding. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could all figure out a way where we could just legally avoid taxes and notice the word there was legally? But we have to pay our taxes. Now, we can position ourselves so that we only pay the taxes once. That's really smart. But a lot of times we're not thinking and we set ourselves up in taxable accounts that we pay taxes on our taxes on our taxes. Kind of like our social security, right? We're paying taxes on our social security, which was a tax. We won't go there. All right. So understand when you're doing the QLAC that you are not avoiding taxes. You're just deferring them and eventually you will have to pay them. I do like that you don't have to do it till you're age 85. So now you're looking at different things coming on. Maybe that impacts your taxes a little bit differently. All right. So let's go to what would be the positive, right? So we talked about the negative with the QLAC. Let's talk about the positive before uh, we go on. And I want to talk a little bit about the RMD. Or actually, I'd really like to talk about Social Security because there's been some changes there as well. So the advantages of using a QLAC, all right, it does lower the RMD and can save you on income tax. So let's talk about this. So if I have $500,000 in my 401k and I decide that I'm going to do $100,000 into a QLAC, now it's going to put my IRA or my 401k at $400,000. Now remember, when they go to calculate my RMD, what are they going to do? They're going to go to December 31st and they're going to say, what is your total? Well, if on December 1st, I moved 100000 over and I wasn't taxed on it, and now I have only 400000 in the account, they'll use the factor and they'll say, okay, this is what you owe, what you, what you must take for your RMD. And then you can say, but wait, I already took 100000 I have met that requirement. Now I haven't paid any taxes. And now I've put it over there so that I can touch it in the future. So that is a benefit on lowering your taxes. Now, it also gives you peace of mind that, okay, I've got something in place that if I do live a really long time, I know that there's something that I can turn on that will cover me for life. Now, I do want to say something. If that is really that driving force, then we don't have to. You may not have to wait until you're 73 and are qualified or 72 to do your required minimum distribution. What you can turn around and do is say, I'm ready to do it now and then use a type of vehicle that will actually allow it to keep growing so that when you turn on the income stream, it's larger. So the QLAC is not the only kid out there, right? There's other tools in the toolbox, but if you're at a place where you say, hmm, I don't need this required minimum distribution, having a lifetime income stream does interest me. I really don't want to run out of money for at least my core expenses, then that may be an option and can help give you peace of mind. Let's go to the next one. Oh, and I did want to make a, a point here as far as longevity. I thought this was an interesting quote from uh, the Society of Actuaries. It says, a 65-year-old non-smoker male 
in average health today has a 53% probability of still being alive at age 85. So the numbers are kicking out, right? So it's getting longer. A 65-year-old woman has a 64% probability of living to age 85. And if they happen to be married and are happily married, then there's a 62% probability that one of them will be alive at age 90. So the numbers are getting longer. And I have heard other quotes, I don't have them in front of me, so I can only quote off the Society of Actuaries, where people are living longer. So we need those type of vehicles that say, okay, how do I make sure I don't outlive this? Because now I'm staying retired 30 years, 40 years. Well, if I've worked 50 and now I'm alive for 40 of them, you want to make sure that that there's enough cash. You don't run out of run out of what how does that quote go you run out of funds before you run out of retirement something to that extent so we want to make sure it's positioned properly so one of the things that uh, a quote from the employee benefit research institute says that if someone does no more than 20% to purchase a QLAC then it can improve their retirement security to help them live well be into their 80s and beyond. So there is research showing that this really is, could be, could be a helpful tool. Well, that being said, what I want to do, I want to take a quick break. You can get the QLAC off your brain. And then what we're going to talk about in our remaining time together is I want to talk about Social Security because they also have let out some news about some increases they're having. Now, what they haven't touched is what the payments are going to be for Medicare. That, well, that's just not been released yet. So why don't we celebrate over the good news that we do have until we hear what they finish telling us and the other shoe drops. But let's take a quick 60-second break. And then we'll be back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Just like soft skills are needed to have impact within a workplace, understanding the softer side of money can help individuals financially provide for themselves and those they love. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Numbers are factual. One plus one does equal two. But that's math, not money. Just knowing math doesn't make you wealthy. Otherwise, we'd all be wealthy sitting on a beach somewhere. Learn the softer side of money found in your money mindsets, your money memories, and your money myths, and gain the confidence needed for every financial decision. Call 518-433-7181 today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Thank you for joining me each and every week. This is such an enjoyable part of my day. I love when it's radio time, when we can sit down and talk about whether it's the softer side of money or those cold, hard numbers and putting it together in a way that brings you confidence so that you can confidently make those financial decisions no matter what they are. And I do want to encourage you, if you're at a place in your resources and in your finances that you say, you know what, I want to talk to a professional. I want to sit down and have a financial plan to know where we're going so that as we face 2024, I can say, yep, I've already talked to Crystal. I've talked to her team and I know what we're going to be doing this year. Well, then I would encourage you to give the office a call at 518-433-7181. Let's schedule that free initial consultation. I love being able to take that introductory call and find out about you, find out how we can help you, and then work together to create a plan for you. 
So during the remaining time today, I want to talk about Social Security. So we've got about 10 minutes left, and I want to talk about the recent increase. So right now, they've announced on October 12th, so this is just nice and fresh, that the Social Security benefits will increase to 3.2% in 2024. And I think it's interesting. There's 71 million recipients of this increase. Now, one of the average, and I first I'm going to tell you the averages, and then I want to talk a little bit about what the maximum you can receive on Social Security. But for a single retired worker, the average monthly check is 1907. Now, that is an increase of $59 from last year, but it's 1907 for a single retired worker. And then for a average, and again, we're talking averages, retired couple, both receiving benefits to $3,033 a month. Now, they haven't made an increase. Like, remember, it was two years ago, they did an 8.7% increase. Well, now they've only did a 3.2%. So in 2023, it was 8.7. 2024, it's only 3.2% increase. Why? This is their way of saying that we think that inflation is starting to get under control because by law, the 2024 COLA is based upon the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners, and they take the third quarter of 2022, if I can say that, through the third quarter of 2023, and they look at the inflation and decide how much do we need to increase it. And based upon that, that's why we only have a 3.2% increase as opposed to what we had before, which is an 8.7. Now, we, people should who are recipients right now of Social Security, you're going to get notified in the mail, usually beginning of December, you'll get the news that that's coming. There is not news yet of what's going on with Medicare and Medicaid. I will talk about that in a moment. But I want to talk to you what the maximum amount is. So the Social Security Administration said on October 12th that the maximum amount of earnings subject to Social Security tax is going to be raised to 168600 So let me explain what I'm talking about here. We all know that when we're working, right, there's a certain place where we get and we're like, whoop, whoop, we don't have to pay Social Security tax anymore. Well, they've adjusted that by 5.2%. They said, okay, that's really nice, but no, we need more people that are kicking into it. So now you have to wait until you have $168,600. Once you've made that, then you don't have to continue adding into the Social Security for that year. Because we all know, come January, it all starts over at the beginning. So they said... And this is according um, to the Social Security Administration. They says this means higher taxes for about 6% of the workers. I'm thinking I'd like to dispute that, but we'll continue on. So as we look at this, we know, okay, let's try to back up. Social Security is 12.4%, right? There's half that you get to pay as the employee. The other half is what the employer pays unless you're self-employed. And then we know the deal on that one, right? Then you get the joy of paying that entire 12.4% yourself. So understanding these dynamics and understanding, okay, now they just raised the rates of 168,600 is what I've got to get over before I stop paying into it. There's a lot of things to juggle there. Now, what is the maximum amount you can receive? So we talked about before the maximum amount that you could make, right, before 
you didn't have to pay Social Security? Well, the maximum benefit for high income single individuals at full retirement age, okay, so we're not talking about that they started it earlier. This is the full retirement age is $3,822 a month for 2024. So if you say, I know that, Crystal, I am in the top age uh, wage earners, I'm that top 5%, 1%, the maximum that they can get is 3822 So the delayed retirement credit, that is another component of Social Security. Now, we know that once you reach your full retirement age, if you choose not to touch your Social Security, then you leave it alone until age 70, then you get 8% a year in growth. They call it the delayed retirement credit. Now, I'm always curious with individuals who go past age 70 and they don't collect their Social Security. They don't give extra points for not taking your money. So what we have to understand is, okay, yes, from age 66, if that's your full retirement age, or 67, they'll give that 8%. But after 70, there needs to be a really good reason why you're not collecting on that. So one last area that I am going to mention about it, and then we need to really bring this to a close, is that we need to understand that Part B premiums are expected to rise this year. Now, that isn't because what Crystal's saying, that literally I'm quoting it from the uh, October 12th VOIA financial social security benefits will rise 3.2%. So I'm quoting it from this article. They are expecting the premiums to rise. And you want to know why? Because the cost of the newly approved drug called, and I'm going to, I can't say it properly, but I'm going to spell it for you. L-E-Q-E-M-B-I. So Lekimbi, which is in phase three trial, was found to slow the progression of memory loss and cognitive imperative in patients with early stage Alzheimer. And they, Medicare has decided they're going to cover it. So because of what they're seeing, because they said, yes, I believe this drug is going to help with the Alzheimer. We're going to include it as something we offer. So what does that mean? That means the premiums are, are projected that they will increase. So you can kind of look at that, what you're getting for your money type of thing. Well, we have drawn to the close of our time together, and we've covered a lot, right? We've started our whole conversation actually last week when we talked about the changes that the IRS has in being able to add to your qualified plan, being able to add to your IRA and your Roth, and how that can impact. We went over some key questions that we need to be asking ourselves. Is there a match involved? Is this the best place to be putting my money? Are the funds appropriate for me? We talked about the fact that there are simples and SEPs out there, which are retirement plans for those of you who are business owners that allow you to either A, say, listen, I'm just giving 2% across the board to all my employees because they work hard and I want them to have a retirement plan. Or you can have a simple which says, listen, I want to give the opportunities for my cl my clients, my employees to be able to add to their retirement plan. And in order to do that, you set up a simple and then you can provide a match. Then we talked a little bit about the QLEX and the fact that we can say, hey, I'm being forced to take a required minimum distribution, but I don't want the money. Not yet. I don't want to give it away to a charity. Not yet. So what I can do is say, I want it goes directly to the QLAC. 
I don't have to pay the RMD. Uh, it counts as an RMD, but I don't have to pay any taxes on it. And then it can sit there until you're age 85 and create an income stream then. And we talked about the positive and negatives that were associated with it. And then we finished our two-week back-to-back session by talking about Social Security. And yes, they did raise it. It was 3.2%, but I know last year they raised it higher, but they're saying, hey, based on what's going on out there, we think this is the appropriate amount. They are letting us know that, hey, we have not told you what your new Medicare, Medicaid costs are associated with it. And I'm sure those will come down the pike pretty soon. So with that being said, I hope you can see all the different dynamics that we need to cover when it comes to finances. Sitting down with a financial planner to put together a plan that addresses Social Security, addresses your qualified plans. Do you do a QLAC or not? Do you do a qualified charitable distribution? There's a lot of choices out there. And a lot of times it's just whether it's appropriate or inappropriate for you. So I want to encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and schedule a free initial consultation. Let's sit down together and look at your situation and find out what's appropriate for you. And then join us again every week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.